Do I have any adventurous tree climbers out there? Well, if you're climbing trees on the campus of Splendid University, be careful. You never know where they'll take you. But I'm getting ahead of myself. Stay tuned. I'll tell you all about it. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab. I'm Professor Theo. Welcome to the lab. I'm broadcasting from the campus of Splendid University. My lab for this, our 94th episode, the two-year anniversary special. It's coming up next week. Hard to believe. As you know by now, Splendid is an amazing town where wondrous tales of heroic youth and supernatural and super-smart animals abound. But this week's tale is a tale unlike any other I've told on this podcast. I hope you enjoy. Let's climb a tree. It would be the perfect tree for climbing. Thick, twisting, inviting branches low to the ground. A tall enough tree to provide excitement, without fear of getting stuck at the top. Or so I thought. It would be a perfect tree for climbing, but a 45-year-old man would look mighty silly climbing a tree on a college campus. Unless no one was around to witness. It was 1.05 in the afternoon, meaning everyone was still off to lunch, or in class. The tree brought back memories of a similar one at my grandmother's house, a small thing to the north of the driveway that seemed quite big to me at the time and often challenged me as a young boy with nothing but playtime in mind. The campus tree of my adulthood tempted me, a branch nearest to my table, stretched to the sky and forked out in two directions, forming a Y shape. If you used your imagination, you might be able to spot the limb to its immediate right. Bendy and knotted as it was, almost looked like a cursive E. Perhaps an S is lurking in there somewhere, too, spelling out Y-E-S to lure me in. Perchance that's what did it, for I stopped staring at it, and I put down my pen, and I climbed the thing. I pushed past patches of late summer greenish leaves, their ends already decorated with just the tiniest bit of autumnal brown and red. Unforgiving bark bit at my forearms, but I didn't mind. I felt like a kid again. Nobody was around to see me. Not that I cared about that anymore. I was having fun. I climbed as high as I could. All of a sudden, I was quite high indeed. From the ground, it had appeared to be a tree of only 15 feet at the most, but now I found myself atop this mighty oak, some 50 feet in the air. It's true. I was trapped. What had been an enthralling experience just seconds ago was now a bit scary. My newfound fear of heights, compounded by the fact that I no longer saw any branches that I could use to traverse back down. The ones I had used to climb were suddenly absent. 
Moreover, the tree seemed to be moving. Yes, it had completely pulled itself out of the ground, uprooted its long roots, now legs that carried its 100-year-old frame, me at the top, slowly and steadily into the nearby forest. Trees come to life on campus sometimes and move from this place to that. Something to do with strange experiments of a long-ago retired arborist and forestry professor. You see, I'm not the only one on this campus whose experiments sometimes have unforeseen consequences. The walking trees phenomenon is actually documented in school brochures, so as not to alarm freshmen each fall. I'd seen it happen a few times in my tenure, but I'd certainly never been along for the ride. The tree traveled methodically into the forest, me at its perch, and suddenly we were surrounded by hundreds of other trees, some taller, some smaller. As my wooden vehicle strode along the path, I often walked on nice, cool days. I knew the kid explorers spent loads of time in these woods, and part of me hoped to run into them so they would save me. Honestly, though, I didn't feel fear anymore, just uncertainty. It didn't seem that the tree meant to do me harm. Something else was at work here. Towering above the world below, I was able to appreciate the bird's-eye view of a campus and its surrounding woods that I often just rush across in a hurry to get to class or my lab or a meeting or my car to head home. We are often hurried by life's to-do lists. I don't stop. We don't, most of us, I think, take the time to slow down. To plop down somewhere and spend a few minutes looking at the world around, meditating on all nature has to offer us. At once, high in that tree, I wasn't thinking about my paper that was due, or that Zoom meeting later in the day, or grading essays. I was singularly focused on nature. What I could hear, the wind pushing persistently against thousands of light leaves dancing against it. What could I see? A rabbit bouncing up from the brush and vanishing back in a tall emerald field of grass. What could I feel? The warmth of the sun splashing on my cheeks. What could I smell? Fresh earth and spearmint mingled with the tantalizing smell of deep-fried food from a nearby off-campus fast-food restaurant, my favorite, Go-Go Gravy. I could almost taste it, and I decided that I knew what I wanted to take home for dinner that night. Before I knew it, having fully adjusted to my peculiar predicament, my journey was over. The tree had replanted itself in its rightful place, and I was no longer its passenger, but a climber. A 45-year-old man high in a tree, a tree as perfect for climbing as that one near my grandmother's driveway that I often played in as a boy, as the one o'clock classes were letting out. And I did get some strange looks indeed, but it was worth it. Do something different today. Go outside. Find a place to sit and just look at the world around you.
Just experience the world around you. Take it all in. Ask yourself, what do I see? What do I hear? What do I smell? What do I feel? What do I taste? Really tap into those sensory images and draw a picture of your experience. Or write it down. Make it into a poem. Sing it loud. The trees and nature all around will hear you. Take a walk and then repeat the whole process somewhere else. In a park, near a river, a lake, or just on your front porch, in your yard. You'll be surrounded by inspiration. That's all for this week, listeners. Watch out for moving trees. If you're near the campus of Splendid University. We will be back soon, very, very soon, with the two-year anniversary episode of this podcast. In the meantime, have a wild and wonderful week. And be good to each other. Professor Theo's Mystery Lab is written and read by Jonathan Joy. And Levi Joy. I'm Rissy Joy, the proud wife and mother of these two. Please rate and review the podcast on iTunes. Spread the word. Tell a friend. If you don't, Professor Theo might turn you into a tree or a shrub. If he could do that type of thing, I mean. Also, please consider supporting this project by making a small monthly pledge at ProfessorTheo.com. You can email our family at theprofessortheo at gmail.com or tweet at us at Theo underscore mystery. Thanks for listening. Tune in next week.